Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Say what needs to be said. It's your host, your big dog, Asante, Mr. Pick Six Samuel. Make sure you zoom in on me too. Really good, baby. And I've got my co-host with me, Mr. EP, Mr. Elton, EP the Truth Patterson. Live in the building. We live in the direct, man. We feeling good. It's Friday, man. Hello, Friday. We are back. We are feeling good, man. Good vibes. And um, we ready to vibe out. What's up with you, brother? How you feeling? Good. A good vibes. Good energy. Uh, a little hum- and, uh, little hungry right now, but we we we, we vibing. We vibing, man. We ready to go. I, I hope you plan on going out tonight and you get something to eat. You know, chilling Friday night, man. What else you supposed to do, man? You know and, what, and I mean? what they say, old school, ain't no cooking on Friday nights. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't no ain't cooking, no cooking on, Friday. on Friday nights. It's hanging out. What's your uh, drink right. of choice, brother? When you go out and you head out, what's your drink of choice? Mm, well, right now I just been drinking ginger. <laughs> hey, I've been on that ginger. <laughs> Let me tell you what my what my drink. All water, and I had a juice today. Let me tell you what was in it. You ready for it? And I saw yeah. yours the other day. Yeah, I saw your post. You had mm-hmm. cucumber, ginger. I don't know what you had. You had lime, I had seven lemon. apples. Two cucumbers, a whole thing of a uh, celery with the leaves. I had a full lemon. <laughs> um, what else I had? I said the cucumbers. I had a little bit. Of, I put a little cayenne pepper in there. I, I had some ginger in there. Juiced it. And uh, man, we detox. We feeling good, man. Y'all better hey. get with this uh, health is wealth program. Hey, so listen. I know you put the leaves in there, but listen. Here's here's mine. I had pear, ginger, cayenne pepper, lemon. In one juice, and it was amazing. Like an apple, an apple. But then I had one just, I don't know if you can do this. You're not ready for this one. What's beet that? juice. Yeah. Straight beet juice. Well, I forgot, I forgot to add, yeah. Yeah, I would talk about that beet juice later later. But I had to add some um cilantro and um uh, and some parsley's in there too. So like a handful mm. of cilantro's and a handful of parsley's in my drinking. Uh yeah. Uh, Rick the Vegan Barber, I know you taste that drink. How that drink tastes, man? Let the people know, man. That green, <laughs> that green juice, that green juice. How you feeling? Good, boy. <laughs> so how the hell you well. feeling, brother? Since you, uh, you know, you man. the detox, man. No, all right. So I've been doing this. Matter, matter of fact, since Neva's birthday party, right? It was a, it was amazing time. January fifth. January fifth. Amazing. I still haven't showed y'all anything. I'm gonna show y'all. I'm gonna show y'all one day. The amazing part is this. That's the last time I had any meat, soda, anything outside the drink, outside of um, water and juices, the the fruit juices. That's it. I haven't had any bread, sugar, and I feel amazing, bro. Like, yeah, it's like somebody said they need to right. buy some green juice. No, you don't go buy it. you. You don't <laughs> buy the juice. You make the juice. You got to get the apples. The, you got to get the cucumber, <laughs> the celery, all that stuff, and you make it. You know what I mean? But yeah, invest in yourself. Invest in your wealth. Invest in your health. You know what I mean? And the longer you live, the more money you can make. Ain't that how right. I go? That's what that means. Health is wealth, baby. Health ain't make no wealth. money in the hospital. You, your bones are all messed up and stuff like that. Got to fight these diseases off, you know, in America. And, um, right. you know, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Right. But we're like not just football players. We, we're not just football players out here, brother. We, yeah, we got to live life. Players. Don't just think of us as football players and jocks. We got more to life than, than that, man. We got a lot of experience in life. We deal with a lot of situations, man. And, um, yeah, anything y'all need to know about life, we we, we could tell you. We we well we well rounded. We well experienced, right. except for politics. Don't bring no politics around me, cause y'all can't handle the truth. And 
And we ain't gonna get into that. You know a little mean? bit. Hey, I'm not scared to jump into it a little bit, but don't don't start talking about the A side versus the B side, and put, don't just don't start doing all that. Right. As long as you don't be defensive, and we can have an open dialogue and communicate, and you have our different opinions without anybody getting too uh, sensitive. Yeah, I guess we could talk about some politics, but we know how that goes. You know what I mean? That gets yeah. crazy. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But like, if y'all didn't see last week, I made bold predictions. I made bold, bold predictions last week, and I said the Baltimore Ravens game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That game will end in 21-27. But who will win? I don't know, and I still am not sure. But I will reveal the winner at the end of this, uh, sometime during this segment here, um, this episode. But the score will be 21-27. to and We're going to see how that pan out. Two elite quarterbacks going at it. Two uh, possible, uh, two MVPs, you know what I mean? One won it before, and one is potentially trying to win the MVP. So, I mean, these are this is high-class, high-elite-level football playing. And, um, yeah, I think uh, – and it's a good debate came up. Who do you think of when you think of the Ravens, right? Is mm -hmm. it Ray Lewis or Lamar Jackson? And I think that was easy, you know, like the Cam Newton um, – Shannon, Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco and everybody was, you know, debating about it. And right, right now, Ray Lewis, yes, Ray Lewis is the face. And, and, and when you think of the Baltimore Ravens, you think of Ray Lewis. But because of only one thing, he won a Super Bowl. But when Lamar right. Jackson come and win that Super Bowl, all those things change. This new Gen X, this new generation, they don't really understand and know who uh, Ray Lewis is. So uh, right. all Lamar Jackson got to do is win the Super Bowl, and that instantly becomes... Uh, Lamar Jackson city and state, you know what I mean? But right, you got to say right. what's tough. Well, I think with that debate, man, um, it's 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 kind of well, it depends on who you're talking to, the group of people, the the Gen Xs or Gen Zs or whatever they call them, whatever group it is. But what I'm trying to say is the younger people, I don't know if they really saying Ray Lewis. Yeah, I can understand Shay Unc saying it and um Chad Ocho and different people saying. Ray Lewis, yeah, right. he was the Zolan Pride. And during our time, it was all Baltimore. But now, right. like you ask my nine, that's my 10-year-old son. When you <laughs> think about Baltimore Ravens, he is not gonna say Ray Lewis. Right. And there's a lot of kids in the world his age, millions of kids his age, that's gonna say Lamar Jackson. Especially now. The right. thing that you did say now, when Lamar Jackson wins his Super Bowl, right, or if he wins, I think it, it goes over to Ray people too. Right. right, it's gonna start creeping up on that too. So that's that's I'm thinking, yeah. and I like to say, uh, it, 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 I think it's more younger people than older people in the world. So the, the older people, the older fan base, they're gonna say it's Ray Lewis, uh, you know, it's Ray Lewis city, it's Ray Lewis town, it's Ray Lewis team. Then the younger people are gonna say it's Lamar Jackson, and he's the quarterback. So, uh, you know, right. you know, it's a good little debate, good little debate, but for the game. For the game, how you feeling about that game? I already gave my predictions, 21 to 27. I'll reveal the winner soon. What you got, brother? Who you think? I'm thinking Baltimore Ravens, but I'm a, I'm a little biased with them. And it's only because I want Lamar to win. And yeah. plus, I get tired. I mean, when y'all, you know, the Patriots, when I say y'all, I mean the Patriots. I got tired of seeing y'all play in the Super Bowl and the <laughs> playoffs. Like, it just gets boring. I don't yeah. want to see Patrick Mahomes anymore. I think I will enjoy the game as a fan watching my boy Lamar Jackson win his first one. Man, that's just, uh, the city will be live hype. Kansas yeah. City people win. They're going to say, yeah, we've been here before. I knew it. It's cool. And it's not a lot of excitement. So yeah. I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens, but I don't think it's going to be easy, though. 
Yeah, I mean, we all, I think I think the majority of the world, or maybe the culture, you know what I mean? Or we all mm -hmm. want Lamar Jackson win, especially the South Florida people. He's going to have a parade. He's going to have, they're going to lay it out for him if you win it down here. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the reality is reality. Mahomes has been to the Super Bowl three of the past four years, and, you know, everybody tried to, to create this narrative that he can't play or he's not used to playing in the weight games, and he proved those critics wrong instantly. Went up there and whooped up on the Bills, even though, you know, some, some plays transpired. And that's a part of the game. But, man, we want Lamar Jackson to win. I want Lamar Jackson to win. And um, But I just think it is very hard for Patrick Mahomes to lose. He is just too dynamic of an athlete, the way he possesses uh, and plays that quarterback position. Um, he is very unstoppable. Unstoppable. You can't really stop him. And, but – on the other hand, Baltimore defense, if if someone does stop them, they will yeah. be the one to stop them. But right. man, uh, but it comes down to the secondary. And I don't under, I don't see how Baltimore's secondary can contain those wide receivers and um those elite wide receivers with that speed right. and skill of Patrick Mahomes. But it, it, it will have to start at the front four, and they will have to control that. But uh, Patrick Mahomes is the guy that has – if he he has to beat himself in order to lose this game. That's point blank, period. We want Lamar Jackson to win, but I got Kansas City 27 over the over the Baltimore Ravens 21. You know what I mean? Talk to me. Well, I'm thinking this. This is what I'm thinking. I think Lamar, the quarterback, is not going to beat Kansas City. He, he's just not going to beat him as a quarterback. Pure quarterback, he's not going to beat the him. Dynamic – I electrifying fast Mike Vick have over a thousand yard rushes. He's not gonna beat Kansas City. Then who we it ain't gonna be no team victory. No, 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 no. It's still gonna be Lamar. It's gonna end up Lamar. But if you just said he can't run at all, he's not gonna the, the running Lamar Jackson yeah. is it will have a chance to beat Kansas City because yeah. he's so dynamic. Like, did you I know you saw the game last week and the way that he can run, the way they needed a third and 13 and he can run for it exactly it was it was effortless he's mm -hmm. going to do the same thing to kansas city and that's the one that's lamar he need to throw all the stuff away about don't run the ball or trying to prove yourself you're nobody's saying he's not a passing quarterback i'm not saying he can't pass but the difference making this game is his ability to run it's going to be huge bro but you, yes yes it's two quarterbacks that can't be stopped but who will be stopped first do you think lamar jackson will be stopped before Patrick Mahomes because of Baltimore defense, you know, that's a good debate. But I don't right. see Patrick Mahomes being stopped. You understand what I'm saying? I can see Lamar Jackson being stopped. He might be off a little bit. Patrick Mahomes might be off a little bit. But Patrick Mahomes is so dynamic. And then you have a mastermind as an officer coordinating Andy Reid drawing up these plays. Man, 27-21, mm -hmm. my predictions. Kansas City, baby. Lamar Jackson, brother. You know, hometown hero. I A. I want I want y'all to win. I want y'all to win, but I'm just giving my honest opinion and valuation. And um, yeah, man, it's good defense. Yeah, they're gonna play good defense. But Patrick Mahomes, man, he is just a, a a stud of a of an athlete, man. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, he's on another level. Um, he's gonna do his due, and I think his receiver's gonna show up for him this week. Kelsey gonna show up. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey's gonna show up. Right. Uh, Taylor Swift and the Swift is gonna show up. Right. <laughs> It's gonna be like this. Gonna be one of the sure. most entertaining. Hey, she's enjoying these up. games, boy. Hey, I wonder. She probably never had. You know, all these famous people. It's like, uh, 
you know, they, they haven't seen this excitement. They're stuck in their world, and then you they come to a football game and they experience all this excitement like they never experienced before. It does right. something for these people, man. It's a, that's a that's a crazy oh, experience. Man, when you think about it, like you say, crossing over worlds, everybody think her life is amazing, right? She got right. sold out arenas, over 100,000 screaming her name. Right. That's She's cool with her. her. Right. It's like, all right. Coming to this football game and somebody I know is out there. My sport. man is out there playing. I'm cheering for him. Every I feel like 80,000 people out here in these stands yeah. are cheering for him. Man, that's a different type of excitement, man. Ain't you know what's almost singing. You know what's crazy? It's almost like she's not Taylor Swift when she's at the game. She's just out there supporting her man. Like Thanks. she had to remind herself that she's Straight Taylor like Swift. That. For sure. Like, that's for sure. Funny, man. It's cool though. I like it. But we're gonna move on, move on to the next game. And um, you know. A little controversy at the quarterback position. Everybody is hating on this on this young fella. Um, you know, you know, we got the Lions versus the 49ers, and they playing up there at the in, in the Bay Area where they get jiggy with it. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> it's that's gonna be a very tough game for the Lions. I don't really see where and how they can pull this off. And I'm an yeah. underdog. We are both underdogs. I'm I'm, I'm right. rooting for them. But man, uh, uh, Brock Purdy's an underdog too. You know what I mean? And 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 every and let me. And you know, I wrote a song for Purdy. I, I wrote a, a snippet of a song for for Brock Purdy and all these haters out there. And let me sing my song first for 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 Brock Purdy and the haters real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> one, two, one, two, three. Look at all Brock haters surrounding him every day. He just needs some time. Some time to set y'all straight. Look at all y'all haters. Y'all can't take it no more. What is meant for Purdy will be Purdy's, and y'all can't stop his shine. Underdog. Ah. <laughs> That's for Purdy, baby. That's hey, funny. Purdy. We post this. Players, man, let, man, they can't stop your shine, man. They hating on you. They can't stop you, brother. Hey, all you have to do is do what the coach asks you to do. What else you need to do? They want you to be this awesome dynamic creator or run for the ball, and that ain't your game. That wasn't Tom Brady game. That wasn't a Troy Aikman game. That wasn't John Elway game. John Elway would take off on him. Steve Young would take off on him. You know right, I mean? right. But they right. just had to go out there and do what the coach told them to do, hit the outs, hit the over routes, hit, get the ball to my, my, my elite receivers, my, 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 my elite players, and, and, and just win the game. That's what right. the quarterback job is. So y'all gotta stop hating on Brock, man. You know what I mean? But Lions versus the Ray, uh, Lions versus the 49ers, brother. What you man? Doing? First of all, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you was a little bit on on key with the song. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hey, beat. That just made perfect out there. If y'all don't know, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I think um Purdy, like you said, man, I think he they they giving him a tough time, they critiquing him really hard. Um, they critiqued him from the last game. And I think he had a legitimate excuse. Although mm -hmm. it, are, it is no excuses. It was wet out there, man. You, you want this guy to go out here and throw dimes and everybody's different. He just, it was it was wet. It was storming out there. So him not having that. He had a bad game. Everybody plays a bad game. It's like soon as he played a bad game, they couldn't wait. See, I told right. you. I told you. Like, what? What is wrong with y'all? Every right. qu good quarterback has a bad game. And he still won the game. I don't understand what, what the people looking at. He made awesome plays to win the game. Rolling out 
creating time, creating opportunities. And then as soon as McCaffrey or somebody run and run for 70 yards or a breakthrough, all they got to do is hand the ball off. Man, that this this is the biggest hate I ever seen at, at, at his right. finest. And I guess it's because it came from a well-known figure. He want to say uh, these guys are, are, are game managers instead of saying that these guys execute. Because that's right. all you're trying to do, change the word from game manager to, uh, from from executing to game manager. That's all you're doing. All yeah. you're doing is doing what the team, the offense, it, it asks you to do, and that's go execute. Execute. So all y'all brought haters surrounding him every day. Uh, we just need some time, some time to set y'all straight. Look at all brought haters. Y'all can't take it no more. He just needs some time to get his mind right to set y'all straight. Uh, dog, that's the remix version, baby. Talk about with Jeff. Hey, but not. Hey, but on the real though. Y'all pull up in the club. Y'all hear that playing. When he win, go out there win this week. I don't know. I see Pat on the Pat McAfee show. They said uh, uh, enough of the. They're doing no more Brock Purdy hating and, and bashing on his show because they realize what they're doing is unnecessary, uncalled for. All you got to do is go out and play and win. Right. You know what I mean? I, but, I thought the purpose of it was to win. Like, we got to win. He's winning. I don't know a whole lot more to talk about. Like, this is hey, about more this. to do. What more do you want him to do? You understand? If, like, if he won, if he took his team as the leader of the team and he won eight Super Bowls, right, in his career, are they still talk trash? Even if he played exactly how he's playing right now, they'll, they'll say he's the best ever. No, so why not. Can't... Because the, the narrative is already created. That's what they're doing. That's what they're able to do in this new world. They create the narrative. And the narrative is he's not a good quarterback. He's led by his talent around him. So if he win eight Super Bowls, they're going to say uh, that was his talent. He's not really that elite of a quarterback. He was put with a great team. And, you know, he had to fight the narrative. And it's and it's the same thing with Bill, Bel Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. It was a Bill Belichick narrative as this great creative guy. And I had to expose it and say, no, it's Tom Brady. Because if I didn't, that narrative would still be the same. You know what I mean? And I think that sucks for 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 him. But, you know, people are coming out of their shells and, right. and starting to realize and stop hating. But for the for the game, right? For the game, I like Brock Purdy to throw for over three hundred yards. I like Brock Purdy to throw for three t, t touchdowns. I like Brock Purdy. He might have one turnover or possibly two. But I see this game. I see this game going thirty-one to ten. San Francisco 49ers. McCaffrey goes for hundred yards. Debo Samuel's uh, Brandon Ayuk. You know they split the carries and and, and um, Kittle's. You know what I mean. But Brock Purdy would throw for over 300 yards, and he would continue to shut everybody up. He had his bad games last game. You know how it is. You have a bad game, and you bounce back. And Brock Purdy, he's not scared. But on the other hand, I said this before, and I told y'all before, understand that Jared Goff is a Super Bowl attending quarterback. Right. He's not new to this. He's true to this. He is ready for these situations. He already prepared for these situations. He's been to the NFC Championship before. He's played in the Super Bowl. He has a chip on his shoulder, and he's ready to go show the world. But does he have what it takes? Does he have the weapons? Sure he does. Right. But the moment, mm, I don't know, man. Two teams that need to get over that hump, though, and win, because San Francisco, right. they definitely need to get over that hump. But how you feel, brother? Man, let me let me start off with 31 Purdy. 31-10, like, y'all remember that. 31-10, San Francisco. 
<laughs> well, let me say this. You might you might change your mind a little bit. You at least adjust the score when I remind you this. Okay, but with, Pur- with, with Purdy, though, he's going to do what he do. I think he's going to show up. Um, I don't think you just go show up. Like, he's been doing his thing. He He's a starter for a reason. You got to think. They had a number two or top five pick in front of him. He went and commanded that position. So he deserves it, right? Right. right. We, I'm talking about Trey Lance. But now when you think about this game, this is going to be like one of his prove it games. Like he go out there, do his thing, no exactly. excuses, right? Um, Debo Samuels. Mm-hmm. Debo went out with that shoulder injury, right? And now that he's so-called questionable coming back 50-50, bro, I got chronic shoulder problem. I'm telling you right now. Even right. if he does play, he is not going to be effective. And I think they're going to show your chronic shoulder problems. It got a little bit better I, I, since I've been juicing. You, you got that? a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the level better. <laughs> but either way, it, it, like, it do look like the flexibility get a little better. I can't lie. It look like the flexibility get better. The turmeric is like anti-inflammatory, so it helps mm-hmm. with inflammation. I don't have to take medicine, so it works. But, but hey, Rick the vegan barber, he know about that. But listen, yeah. I, I'm thinking with him not being at 100%, right, Pert is going to have to command this huddle. They got IU, and they're mm-hmm. going to have to have McCaffrey step up. So that's right. why I'm thinking they might not have a high-scoring game because one of their major weapons or game plans or who they relied on, he's not going to be there. Even if he, he is there, he's not on him be. last time. Debo went out, and that was one of his less weapons for those haters out there that were saying he needed all his weapons. <laughs> he won the game without Debo and was, you know, making it happen. You know what right. I mean? So I ain't worried but, about that. I ain't worried about his weapons missing. You know what I mean? All right. I got you. I got you. I got you. But the key determining factor on this one, and I'm going to have to ride with Detroit, man, because – that boy Gibbs is finna take off. That boy, Ooh. he's warming up, boy. Don't Against you that think, front you seven, think boy. If you, hey, listen, all right, listen, <laughs> listen, like, here we go, son. If you think they finna hold Detroit to 10 points, with that Absolutely. boy Gibbs back there? No, okay. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're gonna hold him to hold him to 10 points. Gibbs, mm-hmm. you, you're a heck of a player, but this is yeah. new to y'all. Y'all playing as the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship. Jared Goff is the only one with that experience back there. Gibbs, <laughs> I know you're a dog. You ready to play. San Francisco, boy. That defense, hey. finna come. they finna come head hunting and, 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 and swarming. Because they, they 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 used to they, – they've been there before and they lost and they, they and they know what it feels like to lose and get there and not, and not bring it home. So it's gonna be different. Man. Can I can I give you my personal man. opinion then? Can I give you my personal instead of professional? What? I want Detroit to win. I want the Lions to win. First of all, they hood over there. They're gonna be full of Detroit people and at the Super Bowl in Vegas. That's number one. Number two, it's gonna be so much excitement and energy. So you'll feel a lot of that energy with Detroit mm-hmm. going there. Hey, and here's the key part though. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I would and a lot of NFL guys are thinking they don't want Detroit to go. Mm-hmm. And plus Vegas, mm-hmm. man, them tickets will go on a decline as far as value. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if Detroit yeah. end up in the game, them, them tickets probably like $7,000 a piece. They go to the Super Bowl, them things going to drop about $2,500 a piece because it's just not as prime time, right? 
Right. If you want to maximize your money, you begging 49ers. for San Fran. 49ers versus Kansas City. That's all day. You you getting the, the tickets prices are ten thousand a pop. That's how I go go by the fan base and and the economy of that city and that fan base and stuff like that. In Detroit, we know the history and this and that. Right. In Kansas City, you know it's money over there. They used to win it, so that's how right. it goes, man. That team, right. Green hey, if Green Bay make it to the Super Bowl ever, even though they are, I'm just saying right. the, the tickets will be crazy because they ain't got nothing in Green Bay, but. The Green Bay Packers. The, the so whole state. Coming, they spent the, the, the whole... last bit of money. The last bit of savings on, on, on some Super Bowl tickets. All of Wisconsin. The whole All state. Wisconsin. The, everybody go come. Yeah. <laughs> All the way to Wisconsin. Right, yeah. right, right. So, hey, man, let's get into a little coaching, man. We got Jim Harbaugh, the new head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Woo! What a relief. Hey. Right. What I think about this, you know, I think it's a cool, I think it's a cool pick. Is it the best pick? Uh, was, you know, it's two to be determined. One thing about Jim Harbaugh, he's a winner. He's a proven winner, and, and, it's, and it's rooted in their family. He won at, right. at Michigan. He came in, did a good job. Um, I can't remember where he was at. Before that, he did a great job um, there. And now, you know, it's a different animal. Attacking this animal, coming into the uh, NFL, and um, de- dealing with men. Grown men mm-hmm. with money and, and problems and egos and, and things like that. And I think it would be a little adjustment and things like that. But for my son, let me tell you, man, I'm, I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy that this situation playing out the way it did. Because, listen, everybody asked me and wanted to know. Everybody continued and they kept tweeting me and asked me, how do you feel if Coach Bill Belichick gets the head coaching job and coach your son at the L.A. Chargers? Mm-hmm. And I had to play it off for a long time. And, oh, man, that ain't no problem. They, you know, they're his own man. They built their own relationships. And, but the time is over now. Woo! I did not want that to happen. Lord, thank you, dear Lord, that did not happen. Because, <laughs> man, let me tell you, man, that would have been a weird situation. And you know Belichick, if y'all don't know him like I know him, it, it would have been issues. He would have had situations he would have had to overcome. He would have started right. the ground up. He wouldn't have understood why uh why some things that he are that he is doing is not right when it is right. He right. just made a play, but the coach is talking bad about him. He, some mm. of those things I don't think he would have understood how to deal with, you know, moving around, putting them third string and, and playing these mind games. I don't want my son to have to deal with that. So I'm right. happy that Coach Belichick didn't get to uh to be the head coach at the LA Chargers. Whatever happens after that, he can go coach wherever. I, you know, I want him to get a job. But mm-hmm. my opinion for me, I had to play it off. I had to play it off until this whole thing was over. It, it, no, I don't want him over there in, in that culture, man, because, you know, I've been through it, man. And it, it, it it's not the, the easiest and best thing. And, uh, you know, what right. you got to say, brother? Man, I think, um, yeah, I like Harbaugh. I think he'll do good out there in um, with the Chargers. Um, I think they needed something fresh. I think, honestly, I think that was the – and I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Staley. I didn't really know Staley. I don't even know where he came from or where he got the job or how he even got the job. Right. But I think he was a loaded team with offensive and defensive weapons, and it was he just wasn't getting the job done. So I think Harbaugh coming in gives it a new fresh, new sense of urgency. I think Harbaugh been in the game long enough. His brother's the head coach of Baltimore, so he's familiar with everything as far as the how to run the program, how to come in, how to relate. So I think it was a great hire. I think um, the Chargers are going to be competing next year, 
and I think if they add a few more pieces to to their roster, man, I think they're going to definitely compete. I, and, I and, he, and he's used to California, so that's a good thing because he was with uh, the San Francisco 49ers from 2011 to 2014. So, right. man, I mean, it'd be very comfortable, man, um, being in the L.A. area. But Bill, right. but, but for Bill Belichick, um, why is it hard or why aren't all the teams lining up to sign him as the head coach? What y'all think the problem is? And let me tell you, let me break it down for y'all. I think everybody's starting to realize the truth from the owners to the GMs and everybody. And now they understand this guy, this coach, he doesn't build good culture. Do I want to bring him to, to my atmosphere and to my team to, to kill a culture, to be a culture killer? You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The guy, he comes in, he wants all control. And he wants mm-hmm. control to do things that I don't, probably not going to agree with and he mm-hmm. got away with those things with with, with uh with mr craft and i'm starting to realize with mr craft this is my opinion my opinion on it because right. because because gerard mayo became the head coach out of nowhere with no experience right so let me tell y'all the backstory of this since mm-hmm. since gerard mayo was drafted he him and mr mr craft befriended him Mr. Kraft, uh, he would invite him to his house. They would be on the private planes together, him and his wife and Mr. Kraft and and, and their and, and 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 his girlfriend. And you know what I mean? So they would mm-hmm. be going as couples and, and things like that. Now, pay attention. Now, so since since Gerard Mayo was drafted in 2008, I think it was, they had that relationship, right? Now he's hired. Now think about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick come meets Mr. Kraft, right? He he makes Mr. Kraft believe in him. He makes Mr. Kraft, Mr. Kraft is basically gullible. Right. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing right. an owner for the New England Patriots that is gullible. And, and, and Bill Belichick was able to finesse him out of everything he needed from being able to hire his children, being able to, to, to not, to make the owner feel like players can't even attend his house because if y'all don't know, it'll be players at Mr. Kraft's house. Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick will come over. And then as he's coming over, Mr. Kraft want to tell the players they got to go. Dang. He don't want Bill Belichick to see him at his house. I did not know that. So you got to understand these type of mind games that Mr. Kraft was going through. You know, he's, he looks a little gullible. He's older, you know. You know, he's so... You got to understand these things. So that's what we're dealing with right here. Man, Um, you know, so best of luck to uh, Gerard May. I want to see him. I want to see him uh, succeed so bad. I want to see do good. And, and I said it looked like he bit off of the Belichick pie a little bit. I have to mm-hmm. take that back. No, nah, it doesn't seem like that. You know, he wants to mm-hmm. do his own thing, his own way, and hopefully the right way. And um, right. yeah, so that's what happened, man, with Mr. Kraft and the New England Patriots. I think... Mr. Kraft just got a little too gullible and 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 believing in people and giving them too much of uh too much power and control and, and allowing them to stir and destroy things. Cause that Tom Brady situation, as soon as he fired Bill Belichick, he let, made it loud and clear that Bill Belichick said, We can let go of Brady. He's not gonna win anything, and he wins the next year. That had to right. kill Mr. Kraft. Very I think I think with Bill going with Coach Belichick going into the market, I think yeah. he's getting exposed as far as um, teams on how they look at him. First of all, physically, like when he's coming in and he's probably got all these demands. If I come in, he's thinking he's the guy, right? Yeah. I come right. in, I got to be the GM, I got to run this, I'm gonna be in charge of this, right? And they like, 
whoa, we now nah, I don't think we want to hire all of that, Bill. We just want you to be a head coach. And he's right. saying, No, I want to be this and I want to be this. And right. then here's the other thing: you was around him. I wasn't. I don't know him personally. I only see from what I see, he's not a pleasant guy to be around. He may be right. once you get to know him. They sitting in these interviews, probably like, I don't know if I want to hang around this energy for the next right. four years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's I think that's what he's running into. Like now off the field, off the field, he can he play, he switches up really good. He played off real good. He's the nicest guy off the field. But like okay. you said. It's the, it's the perception, the persona of things. And like I said, I can't say it enough. Brady created this whole persona, right? And the persona of things is Bill Belichick was this great guy. And now these owners and things like that, they probably never had this, you know, type of uh, intimate discussions or one-on-one -on -one time. And now they're having this one-on-one -on -one time and he's expressing to them his desires and his needs for what he wants on his team to make this team successful. And they probably getting turned off like, Right. You know, I want to sign you and make you the head coach, but uh, uh, no, man, I don't know, man. So I think, you know, big ups to, to Arthur Blank and Atlanta Falcons for, for hiring Raheem Morris. That was a hell of a move, hell of a job. He's he's proven. You see, you see, we got the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> that's why, hey, that's why, that's why I got it on today because it took the world by surprise. I think it's one of the biggest announcements this week. Everybody was thinking Bill Belichick's second, second yeah. interview, Atlanta Falcons is. And bam, Atlanta Falcons come out and hire a black head coach. Yeah. Nobody was suspecting that, man. I big ups, big respect for them. Yeah. Whether he's the right guy or not, I don't even care. I just yeah. like the fact that they did Arthur Blank, big ups to Arthur Blank. He always been one of us, man. He always stuck by us, man. I, I, I like that for him, man. Arthur Blank did the right move. And that's why I wanted to represent. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't play for the Falcons at no point of my career. But that move they made to hire. Raheem Morris as a black coach there. It, mm -hmm. it, 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 I liked it. It, it. it shows, man. And hopefully they, they have a good, they get good momentum going forward through this, brother. Yeah. Like it, it was cool. Yeah, I think that's a good hire. Like I say, he's going to do a good job. And we understand. Everybody knows you got the dirty bird in Atlanta. You know, you don't want... Uh, Bill Belichick coaching his team. They trying to, you know, that's their culture up there. They they might want to bring Ludacris out there. They might want to bring the Migos. You know, he that's not his type of vibe. He want to bring right. Bon Jovi and and all these type of uh, you know, you know, all these type of artists and things like that. But that ain't the culture. You know, it's, it's a market for everything. So, but great job, Arthur Blank. I can't say it enough into the GM over there. Um, whatever I can't think of his name. I think it's Tim. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, the only thing I will say, we got to throw this out there, yeah. is the Atlanta Falcons hired, well, they hired Raheem Morris, who he's a defensive coach, and they drafted for the past couple of drafts top 10 offensive players. Yes. So I'm hoping he needs to go. He got the tight end. He got the receiver. You got to get a quarterback. Running back. You got to get a quarterback. You got to get, get a quarterback. And a and an offensive minded person in there that's that can really help him out the balance. And out. Josh McDaniels is still on this market somewhere. He, I know he's used to being a head coach, and when used to being a head coach, it's hard to to to, to, to dub down and, and right. accept the role and be offensive coordinator. But that's his role. And if he could land in Atlanta, yeah, keep talking about him landing with Belichick wherever he goes. Get away from Belichick. Go right. to Atlanta, man. 
Man, it'd be lovely, man. It'd be lovely, mm-hmm. man. I was kind of disappointed though. I kind of wanted Michael Bray, Mike Brable to get the job in Atlanta, just so I can die, you know, maybe I <laughs> pull can go, up. Go, pull up, you know what I mean, and try to <laughs> do my thing, you know, with the team and the in the corner cornerbacks over there. But uh, right, you know, right, it's all right. good. We get it how we live. We ain't tripping. We ain't tripping. You know what I mean? Right. right. We ain't tripping. Have you heard about this story, man? Um, the the, the young college uh, athlete. He was Kayshawn. Yeah, Kayshawn. Kayshawn Butte. Yeah, Kayshawn Butte. Yeah, charged with gambling, a gambling scheme. He he placed almost nine thousand bets in college, and now he's been picked up for the feds for allegedly doing these illegal things in college. What is it about? Um, we we can't resist ourselves, and or is it we're ignorant? To the fact that we're not supposed to be doing these these gambling and playing these uh and gambling on teams that we're supposed to play on. What do you think the right. issue is? Like how how do we get caught up in this stuff? No, I'm saying you saying from the perspective of the athlete wanting to gamble or just out of the rules? Uh yeah, the athlete. He's playing in college, you're on the team, you're betting on college and the uh, team you're on, and you know you're not supposed to do that. Uh yeah. So yeah. He, he, He's facing some serious times, some serious charges. Yeah. You know, Man, uh, I think it's the it, it it impugns the integrity of the game. So you can't do that, and it's almost like, bro, you're trying to do both sides. Like, and he, from what I know, he was a good athlete, but great you're trying athlete, to play man. right. You're trying to play both sides, man, and you can't do that, man. You can't bet on the games you're involved in, and it's just it's so illegal. And I don't know if it's. It's athletes sometimes they feel like they're bigger than um, they are. They can get over or they can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. My question is this. Mm-hmm. If you had a P5, now, I mm-hmm. don't want to say I understand it more, but if you had Livingstone. Let, let me, let's give him a little context. Let's give him a little context. Let's read his article. You want to read it? Or you, 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 okay. You, Let's see. Because a lot of people may not know. Right, uh, yeah, former let's, LSU, let's, let's okay. catch y'all up. Y'all can understand. Former LSU player Keyshawn Butte was arrested in an illegal get with on illegal gambling charges. Former mm-hmm. LSU football player Kayshawn Butte was arrested um, on an arrest warrant in an investigation into illegal online gambling, the Louisiana State Police said in a statement on Thursday. Butte turned himself in on charges of computer fraud and gambling prohibited for persons under 21. He posted a $6,000 bond and was released. Police say the investigation is still ongoing. Police allege that Butte used an alias to get around the legal age that is required to place bets mm. in Louisiana when he was 20 years old, mm. claiming that he was 21 and thus illegally allowed to place wagers. Mm. Butte is, is alleged to have placed over 8,900 illegal wagers while underage, including 17 college football games mm. and at least six bets on LSU football games, including when he was a member of the football team in 2022. Mm. But a local report revealed that Butte did not bet against himself, meaning he was not accused of throwing any games. Wow. Wow. So, I mean... So, you understand, and I know we from the hood, I know we're used to a certain type of lifestyle and and things that we've seen and grow up around, but we got to learn to do better. This point, he knew that he was doing illegal things while potentially trying to accomplish his dream and make it to the NFL when your dream has came true. But I'm going to do some things that I know is illegal and I'm going to try to skate through the cracks. I'm going to use an alias. I know I ain't going to get caught. 
Right. I don't even worry about my future in the NFL. But I need to make these bets right now because that's this the lick. I know I'm finna hit a lick, and I'm gonna take these chances. Right. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all, man. Especially when you're right there. You're right there at your dream. The next step is the NFL. You're playing graded in, in college. Why take these chances? Listen, man, I I, I experienced the same thing, the same situation, same uh, uh, peer pressures. And I'm only here because of the decisions I made. If I choose some of these other decisions, I don't be here. I'm not I'm not a Sante Samuel, the 51 interception, in the, you know, record breaker cornerback. So, you know, uh, you know, let, let, let these situations be a learning lesson for for the young athletes and the grown athletes and, and everybody. You know what I mean? Because, right. you know, other players made, you know, these gambling uh, mishaps. Right. So, but yeah, man. Uh, I, I just, from my perspective, I just don't understand it because he's at a P5 school. And I'm right. not saying it's okay that if he was at Liberty or something, but mm -hmm. he's on the, on the good end of the football spectrum to where he don't really need a lot. Just chill. Like, why are you doing it? I, I want to know what was his why. Like, why are yeah. you doing it? The, exactly. The, the, the money in your account wasn't quite enough. You were trying to get a million in your account while you was in college. Like, what was the I, obviously we all want that million in our <laughs> it seems like that's the but, thick golden numbers like everybody say i just want a million dollars like when i made it i just had people that people asked me for a million dollars it's like it wasn't like let me get a, a hundred thousand hundred and fifty let me get ten thousand let me get a million man you, i deserve <laughs> a million it's like why is the million a million to go to take. I guess that would make them feel rich back then. You know, it sounds I mean? rich. No, no, no. It sounds good. Like a million dollars. Sound. You're not thinking about taxes. You're not thinking about nothing. You sound like if a million dollars you got it. The connotation of the word million, millionaire. They don't say you're a thousandaire. They say you're a millionaire. So million, you can get yeah. to the million. You think you are set for life, right? On a million dollars. I got a question for you though. With that, real quick. If you gave everybody in the world a million dollars, now I'm not talking about, you know plus minus, but just a million dollars. How many, what percent you think would actually be straight for life? 10%. Maybe like 5%. Dang. Maybe like 2%. They spending it. Everybody gonna spend it. Yeah, because you gotta think about it. You, you've been struggling your whole life. The first thing you do, you go get all the desires of your heart. Everything you, you thought you couldn't afford or, or your dream car, and boom, you just it's a, it's a downhill effect. Nobody understands the CD bonds and, and things <laughs> and interest on your money and stuff like that. They think, boom, principal right now is gone. And um, that, that'll be the problem because everybody, uh, you know, you got 5% that would do really good for it, right? Then I'm saying mm -hmm. you got probably, let me see, maybe 3% of that 5% going to pay off some debt. Right. Cause that's the main thing. You got to get rid of debt, and um, mm -hmm. um, you know, we we in America, we create debt. We, we, <laughs> we gonna love keep it. creating that debt for some reason. Right. I don't understand why we gonna create keep creating that debt. Yeah. Every time we go buy a car, do you buy your car cash? No. Well, me, me neither. <laughs> a like, couple. I don't know why. Like, why go buy it if you can't buy it cash? It's like that's a simple weight rule of thumb in life. Like. Don't go buy something unless you go buy cash. But me, EP, probably everybody listen. We got a loan and we put ourselves in debt. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to lie. It's like 2% or 0%. Right. May the Lord be with you. You win it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to lie and say, yeah, I paid my cars cash, but I don't. 
I wanted to so bad because it's the right thing to do, but right. I still don't. You're right. right. I don't. Hey, I paid off two cars, like in like a with the five year payment plan. It felt good, but it's like as soon as he paid them cars off, it was time for a new car. It was like, <laughs> what, what's the point of it? You know what I mean? So it was like, it felt good that I did it. I paid it all. And, but it was like, okay, now this car old. Now you got to get a new car. It's like they set you up in this cycle. And then if you keep the car past five years, don't get a warranty, something's going to happen. Every month, something happens. So hey, you you're know, saying a mouthful right now. And I think when you think about the average loan for a car, it's based off of six, 60 months, right? Which is five years. 60 months, but, you, but uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the the people in our culture and how we do, they they give us 72 months. We're going to stretch that bitch out to 72 months every time. <laughs> well, every it, time. Your payment going to go down from 550 to 400 Stretch it out 72 months. Sign me up. <laughs> don't worry. I don't care about the interest. Sign me up. <laughs> I don't care about the debt. I don't care I'm paying 12 more thousand in interest either. Just sign me up, damn it. <laughs> hey, and here's I'm the rolling. psychology part about it. Like you say, like you don't, yes, I paid it off. Not knowing that any luxury car, they put their cars in a rotation of five to seven years of doing a new body style. Right. And that's how they get that. <laughs> what I'm saying. You don't pay the car three, four, five years. You think you're doing it. Boom. Here come the new body style. You look like old, old uh, shoes in the back, back over there. Like vintage. You got the vintage car. Bit me out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you post, you like, I spent $300,000 for this car. But it's old. Nobody care about that. You know what I mean? It's vintage. Don't do it. Don't do it. You can't do it. America got to keep us in debt, man. We got to fight our way out of debt, man. It's just, right. it's hard. And uh, y'all, everybody living in South Florida, I know, man. Y'all, we are going through it with these taxes and insurances and, and every <laughs> the aliens and everything else going on down here. <laughs> God damn it. So right, we going right. through it, man. But on the, on another note, right? We're gonna get into a little relationship, little relationship talk. You know what I mean? And um. We're going to talk about marriage. Mm -hmm. And me, let me tell y'all, I got married, right? I got married. When did I get married? Hey, I hope she ain't watching. <laughs> when I got married? 2012? Was it 13, 14, 15? No, it I was one good. of them days. It's thinking but before I got that. Engaged. Let me tell you. So my whole thing, when you get married, right? I'm from Lauderdale. I, ain't, I wasn't raised in the two-parent household. You know, I'm from the hood. You know, my upbringing ain't normal. You know, it's just, you know what I mean? I ain't see it how everybody see it. I never really had the family environment. So I'm like, boom, I'm about to be done with the NFL. I need to make sure my wife get the benefits of my girl, the family, and all that good stuff. So guess what? I'm finna propose to my wife because I want to get married. I want to make sure she gets these benefits. So I proposed to my wife, big little ceremony in Las Vegas. Proposed to her, give her a nice ring, spent over $100,000 for the ring uh, nice. back in the days. You know what I mean? So mom, get all that. You know what I mean? Now it's six months later. She's like, okay, I'm about to start planning for this wedding. Wait, what you talking about? Hold on. Planning for a wedding? I just proposed to you. What are you talking about? She's like, yeah, that's what you do. You start planning for the wedding like six months. Not where I'm from. We get engaged and that shit could last for like five years. So what you talking <laughs> about? Like, I don't plan on getting married anytime soon just because I proposed to you. And she like, and it's like, she made me understand and made me feel bad. So I, I speeded it up. And that was a learning experience because I got engaged in um probably high school. And, and that shit just lasted. It was like, okay, we engaged. We, engaged. we ain't going past this though. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> that was it. It's like a promise ring. Yeah, who teaches us? Okay, you get this is the timeline. You go get you get uh get engaged. You get your marriage license. What do you learn at that? Where's the rule book for that? Because I, obviously my daddy didn't grow up in the household with me, and uh-huh. he didn't give a one fuck about us, and still don't give a fuck about us to this day. So I don't even know you. Know what I mean, <laughs> so you thinking like, hey, as long as I said I was getting married, that's 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 golden. That's like the golden ticket. I made a commitment to you. You understand who I am? I don't know what it's like to be committed. I made a commitment <laughs> to you. You better be happy. And I'm proposing <laughs> to you, girl. That's all we need. What else we need? <laughs> Ooh, brother. Yeah, but you Did know you what know I can do. Do you know the rules? Did you know the rules of being proposed to and, and getting married and all those things? Yeah, well, I came from a two-parent household who were married for over 40 years. So... Okay. It made sense, like you get married, or no, no, I'm bad. You get um, engaged, then six months, a year, maybe two years, you get married. It's like, I had that timeline in there. It wasn't just like, hey, you engaged forever. Like, you're my longtime girlfriend. No, I I had like, the end goal was marriage. Like, you're supposed to get married. Anybody married in chats or uh, listening, you know, through the radios, you know, how how's marriage life? Do y'all enjoy the marriage life? Y'all gotta understand. Marriage life is what you make it. First of all, you got to understand communication. Communication is key. You know what I mean? Sacrifice. Everybody has to to be able to sacrifice for one another so both sides can be happy. And keeping control. Everybody keep their own control. You know what I mean? You keep your control to make you happy, and you keep your control to make you happy, the man and the woman. And then you compromise and come together and be one happy family. And understand arguments. They shouldn't be arguments. You should be finding out solutions. Me, I don't argue. If people may think I'm arguing with, I'm telling you, I don't argue. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I, I was going to say somebody, solution. somebody may counter that and say that you do argue, but. <laughs> because they used to arguing and they don't understand that I'm just looking for a solution. I'm asking you a question for you to figure out the solution so we don't have to go through this junk no more. It may seem like an argument because I'm talking loud and I'm and I'm aggressive when I talk and I mean what I say. I say what I mean, but all I'm doing is looking for you right or or, or you wrong and this is the right way. And I'm gonna say, yeah, you're right. Let's move on. I'm just looking right. for the solution. So y'all gotta understand. Next time you and somebody start screaming and yelling at each other, just tell them, look, man, I'm not arguing with you. You arguing. I'm looking for the solution. How we move on and get better. So right. you think we arguing? You when when people argue. They just want to win. They want to win the argument. So that's right. why it never comes down to a solution because we rah, rah, rah. And I just, I want to win over you. You know what I mean? So right. that's what it's not about winning. To, you know, it's not about winning. It's about communicating. You know about what I'm saying? And, and I think a lot of people have a problem communicating in the world, not just in general, but in the world. A lot of people have a problem expressing themselves, communicating, giving that point of thought without arguing. I think the louder you get, the worst of your communication skills may be showing because you can't really get a point across yelling. So it's really just communication. It's the basis. The foundation block. Yeah, man. I think that's ego. the way of life. The way the in the ego. world, man. Don't don't forget ego. Everybody has an ego. Everybody they can't lose. They got to win. They can't lose. And what's wrong with you being wrong and understand I was wrong and this is the right way? I admit I'm wrong. Okay, now you show me the right way. Boom. That's It's simple. Nobody but the egos it. of people, I see people do it with their kids, 
anything. They just put their kids, the life, family in the worst situation because of an ego, man. An ego. I can't let an ego stop me from my greatness. You know how stupid that sounds? Because I got an ego. I'm going to stop the success. And I know the success can be helped or, 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 or accomplished better over here. Or this, but, my, but my ego is saying, no, nah, uh-uh, because I'm a man. I can do it, too, and this and that and other. Right. Man, it, man, we are messed up in this world. I'm so thankful the way I was raised independently. I had to learn every little thing in life on my own. And I, I'm so thankful for that independent and, and raised independently like that. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, if you can so drop I, the ego. I, I the, uh, independent raised uh, uh, humans out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you had to figure it out on your own, you know? <laughs> it, it's hard. A lot, a lot of them are out there. A lot of people need guidance. So let, and let me tell you one of my funny stories. Sorry to cut y'all. I'm going to no, tell you yeah. one of my funny, funny independent stories I had to learn as a man, right? So I'm at this. I'm at, the, first of all, long story short, um, I'm in these apartments called Glen Cove, right? I'm with this young, young lady. I'm a virgin. Or I hunched before. You know, y'all know what hunching is on your clothes and stuff, but I never, uh, you know, let it out. I don't want to say the word and get banned on YouTube. Now, right? I never, <laughs> you know, it never came out before. You know what I mean? So I'm in the hood. We had Glenn Cole, this older, pretty girl, older than me. She's like 16. I'm like 12. She's like, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah. So we come on, we go, go in the room, we get it going. She put all the clothes. She hand me this gold sealed, what I know now is a condom. I had no experience. No, I'm raised by my mama and my sister. It's all in the house. So she gave me this condom. She's like, put this on. And I'm like, okay. So I try to put it on. I put it on best as I can. And then I put it on and we started working. You know, I start doing my thing. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting, you know what I mean? I'm like, this don't feel right. This thing she got on me. And she told me to put on, you know what? Take this junk off. Do it off like we all do. Y'all, y'all do it too. Don't, don't act like you don't do it. Do that thing off. That junk feeling so good, right? It's feeling so good. But guess what? Now I gotta pee. But it's a feeling good pee. I'm like, I gotta pee. Guess what? I can't get up and feel too good. So I'm just finna pee in her. So I peed in her in my eye. She got up, she looked at it, she like, what? What a She's like, what you just did? And I'm looking like, I don't know. So I go, or leave next day, or next couple of days. I go to the barbershop. So now, I remember I'm 12 years old. I go to the barbershop. These, uh, you know, grown men, they're like 18, 19, 25. They start telling this story. They talk about, start telling about the first time that they had sex. And you know me, I'm just sitting there listening, waiting for my haircut. And he's like, yeah, man. It's same exact story. He was like, when, you know, I was doing my thing, clapping them booty cheeks, <laughs> it felt like I had to pee. But then he said he was ejaculating. And that's when I realized that's what I did. I had my first ejaculation. Or we would say nut in the hood. And wow, that's how I had to learn. That is so awful. That's so awful I had to learn like that at the barbershop after almost, ain't no telling what done happened and what I done, it, hopefully ain't no baby, you know what I mean? Woo, Lord have mercy, boy, that was a, I seen the girl out there, missed this, VP. This is how bad it is. 
I seen the girl after this, after that day, about 12 years later at the car shop. She was getting, she was putting some music in her car. The man went in the back seat, pulled the back seat out. That's how we do. We put take the back seat out, put the speakers back there. He took the back seat out, threw it on the ground, and roaches was everywhere. And he was looking like, I'm not, I'm not working on that car. And I was looking at her, I'm like, please don't remember me. You cannot remember me. Please don't remember me. And she didn't remember me. Woo! So that's my story, baby. Hey, that's why I lost my virginity. I lost my virginity in Glen Cove, baby. In the hood, baby. It felt well, great. Well, it was amazing. I tell you what, our show definitely took a turn. <laughs> I don't know if our viewers was ready for it. I wonder if any kids was watching. <laughs> you know what? If any kids was watching this now, because that was showed up took a turn. <laughs> Hey, but hey listen. man, everybody got to learn, man. You got to learn one way or another, man. I don't know if, if I don't know the training and things of that nature and what they showing y'all on social media. So, <laughs> well, let me tell you. I'll tell you what. Everybody got to learn and uh, everybody come from different backgrounds, brother. So it may be somebody that was like, can relate to everything that, you know what I'm saying? They're like, I can't wait to hear Asante again. He, he's like helping, <laughs> raising me right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sir. My boy, my boy. That's my story, man. So <laughs> we were talking about marriage, right? And um, you know, Tyree Hill oh, had this yeah. controversial divorce filing that he denied, and now he's coming back and saying some bonehead filed the divorce on his behalf, and which was not true, and on so on and so forth. So I'm like, huh, I'm evaluating, looking at the thing. First of all, he was like, This is a lie, this is untrue. And it's like, mm -hmm. do you understand to file uh, for divorce proceedings, you have to sign off and so much communication. And right. um, it was just confusing. And yeah. now he come back and say it was a mistake, a bonehead mistake, and he fired the people, and we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. And it's like, hmm, they called me to analyze. When you're analyzing things and you're evaluating things, what comes up? First thing comes to my mind is you just got married, eloped. You know, did the Vegas thing, get married mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Now you realize you got people talking to you. Did you get a prenup? You know you're gonna owe her so much money if you if she ever decides to divorce you. And I think mm -hmm. that was going through his mind. So he said, "Let's dissolve this marriage." You know, because you can you can do that within the year, right? I think that's the Florida I rule. Think that well, suppose you know about attorneys and what you supposed can do and what you really can do. That's right. Two different things, right? And um, yeah. So I think he he attempted to do that, but then the, you know people got word of it, and it, it hit the it hit the media, and he tried to take it back because he probably didn't know. He was probably trying to protect the all. Maybe he had agreement to remarry or something like that, which wouldn't make no sense. But you got to understand, don't do things off of emotion. A marriage is a business. It's a contract. When you're signing for that, that's a contract. It's a lawsuit if it doesn't work out. So understand what we're doing. You're getting yourself into because you know you can easily uh, make somebody. Oh, we can agree to get married. We can agree to have a prenup. We can agree that this is mine and this is yours. Right. Why is that that hard to do and get married? If no, if they don't want to marry you and and don't want to agree that this is mine and this is yours, you got to read between the lines, brother. That's right. all I'm gonna tell you. You better read right. between the lines. 
And then let's not be naive with Tyreek four year, $80 million deal. Like you become a liability. So I think, I think a lot of the times, um, I don't want to say the younger athletes, but it seems like they make a lot of decisions or maybe just Tyreek made a decision contingent upon emotions. How do I feel today? Oh, it's fun. Let's get married. Like they're attacking life as if it's a big game. They doing they doing life like it's like they do attack football games. Right. And like we play on Sunday and it's all over. That's not the case. When you get married, that's for life. That's and for even life. if and if you break it off, it's a contract and you got repercussions, right? Repercussions. Take your time. Stop making emotional decisions that can threaten your life. That's what mm. I want to tell these guys, man. Your life is man. Right. Because like right. I say, you, you can say what you want and you can act however you want, but reality is reality. And you filed that. Somebody right. on your behalf filed that. And right. yeah, you probably was having, you know, second thoughts and, and probably, you know, said, said I, I made an emotional thought or, or, or you know emotional marriage you know what i mean right mm -hmm. off the right off the rip but um yeah think before we do because we have a lot of at stake and i've been through it man i've been i've been in court for 10 years child support all this stuff my kids is growing i done paid 20 years of child support let me tell you it is not the funnest thing in the in the world especially when mm -hmm. you have children mothers that that are unappreciative they think they're entitled to everything. It's the worst feeling in the world. They just want to drag and, and, and nag on to you, nag on to you. You can even try to offer them things. No. And all it takes is a lawyer that has their back and, and don't care about getting paid. Mm -hmm. And man, your ass is grass. It's like that. Your ass is grass. You got somebody hunting you down because they want you, man. And, and it's, it's a terrible feeling, man. Oh, so, you know? so basically, you're saying not just with marriage, you're trying to tell people from, I won't call them mistakes, but from what you grew up, you're saying even be careful with just having random or kids, just be mindful of life before you mindful get yourself of in life. Let me tell you, <laughs> I pay 18. If you want to add up my, you add up my child support, three kids, uh, two of them to one of them until they was 20, and the other two to 18. Check for check, month for month. Can't miss a payment. Or guess what? They go file in court and have you in court again. You looking around like, I cannot believe I'm in this building. And you right there and then people talking about all your information. They got all your... It's the worst feeling in the world. Hey, but what don't kill you? Make a stronger in life. You feel me? And that's why we here, baby. You know what I mean? We don't bend. We don't fold. We don't break, baby. We stand tall in the paint. You understand what I'm saying? But yeah, man, I think I'm gonna get out tonight, man. Uh, I think I might go to this uh, little spot called Gecko, get some food, some drinks. You know what I mean? Enjoy myself a little bit. I've been grinding, man. I've been working hard. Uh, anybody? Anybody going out tonight? <laughs> who we got down there? We, who the talking to us? Love the show. Yeah, we appreciate you. Who that? I can't see the name. Drip. Did I say it right? In the chat. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, did I say the name right in the chat? Who uh who shot it out? Is Drip? Drip. Drip Skylark. Yeah. All right, shout out to Drip Skylark. Yeah, man, the show, man. We keep it. Hey, 
We keep it real. We keep it funky, man. We're going to tell y'all real stories, baby, real life stories, man. We got more to come. You know what I mean? I don't want to right. overload y'all with, with so many stories. But, yeah, for the Super Bowl, we got, I got, I got Kansas City versus the 49ers. And EP, you got, who you got? You got the Lions. <laughs> don't, hey man, don't do you me like it. that. You but, said it, not me. You said it, not me. Hey, you, you got the Lions versus the Ravens, two totally opposite teams. Right? I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with it. it. It won't be the best for resale, but I'm gonna roll with it. It's cool. <laughs> the Lions versus it, it might not be as exciting, right? But it'll be it'll be cool for the people that's from those cities. Right, yeah, yeah. But you, <laughs> you scared to put your put your uh, stamp on it, huh? No, I won't put my stamp on it. Not right now. Not right now, buddy. <laughs> Dang, but I will. The, the game is this weekend, brother. Why yeah. are you scared to put your stamp on it? You're not making no predictions. All right, let me give you two. Can I give you two? I give you two. It's only two games. I know. I'm giving you two. I'm giving you two perspectives. That's what I meant. I'll give you two oh, perspectives. Two perspectives. He don't want to give two us a, uh, a prediction, the, the, guys. No, I'm for real. Like, yes, who I think, who I think the football world, my football IQ says 49ers and Kansas City. Super Bowl, right? Which probably is right along with 90% of people in America. Now, as a personal, who I want personally, and I can't even argue that matchup, I want to see Lamar and I want to see Detroit and I want Lamar to beat Detroit in the Super Bowl. And yes, that's, I'd I be happy. Lamar with that dynamic, he ain't going to be able to be stopped. And you know, the Ravens is going to win. So I just can't count out my homes. I can't count out my homes. Like he can't be stopped. That's defense. He's going to run through Kansas City defense, but it's going to be a shootout, bro. It's going to be higher than that score. It's going to, it's going to be high. It's going to both team. It like the total score for both teams would be over 50. You think so? You think uh, both the over under be over be, be over fifty? It'd be over fifty. The over is over fifty on that one. Okay, over fifty. Okay. I'm a Lamar fan. I'm I'm a, more of a Lamar fan than I am Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, Lamar. Uh, Lamar is definitely a, a freak of nature, man. At that position, he's a new Mike Vick, man. Right handed. He take right. off and go crazy with it, man. Whatever news we got going on in the NFL anymore? Belichick, man. The Belichick thing. You know that that kind of that kind of threw me off, man. And right. I was really expecting for him to get that job, but I, I I like how everybody coming to their senses, man. And and we didn't talk enough about Jim Harbaugh and my son, right? And and it's it's a new situation for him, right? It's just like me signing to another team and coming to a new atmosphere. Right. I, I think this is is a great situation for 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 the team, also my son. Because, like I said, if Belichick would have been there, it would have been a, a terrible situation. So, you know, I think it's going to be an opportunity for him to keep progressing and keep becoming a better athlete. And at the end of the day, Jim Harbaugh seems like a people person, and that's all you can expect. But I had to fake it for a very long time. Y'all don't understand. Y'all was b- bombarding me with them questions, especially on Twitter. <laughs> How do you feel if Belichick coach y'all son? And I had to play it off. But God damn it. I did not want that shit to happen, and it didn't happen. And thank you, because he would have patronized my son. And ain't nothing you can do, man, because they control the narrative all the time. They say this player was this and that, and and they don't even be that going on, man. So uh, that's it, man. So uh, we say what needs to be said, man. I'm giving y'all stories of real life. I'm going to give y'all a little story every time, you know what I mean? And um, 
EP gonna start unfolding some of them stories. Cause he, hey. he he played with a few people, man. He got some real yeah. good stories. He got a hey, story. Hey, he got a story one time where they came out on the boat when he played for Cincinnati. Him and oh, his yeah. boys, they was having so much fun on the boat. Guess what? Yep. One of the players stayed down here and brought a club. <laughs> That's how much fun they was having. <laughs> oh, we do got some story. He, he like, oh, you just gonna go ahead and invest down there, huh? He had that much fun. Rookie night. Boy, that was amazing. Homeboy. Kevin got that. We call you out. Kevin, Kevin got that. He's a little old dream. Kevin, Kevin oh, Hardy. Kevin Hardy. Kevin Hardy. K Hardy. Oh, K Hardy, baby. <laughs> K Hardy came down on the boat in Cincinnati. Uh, who was all on the trip? Justin. Willie. Justin Smith. Justin Smith. Smith. Tony. Big Tony. D Tackle. Big Tony. Uh, I bought C Wig on the boat with me, my homeboy. <laughs> Dwayne Clemens. We was the youngest. Langston Moore. Langston Moore, my guy. All we, it was about all the people. The, all the, uh, no, like uh, 2000. When we was drafted? 2003. So, hey, hey, hey Kevin. We uh, got to tell you. I got to tell you that story from the beginning, though, one day. Yeah, I got to yeah, tell we'll, you we'll that tell story. from the beginning. But the short of it is, homeboy came out here. It blew his mind. He bought a club. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Great times, dog. Great it times, had it for baby. a long time. It had it for a long time. It was one of the, hey, man, hey, I paid a lot of bills in that club. I can't lie. Club Dream, I popped a lot of bottles, baby. Hey, my <laughs> hey, my spot used to be right by the DJ. They know when Zunt come in, get Zunt spot by DJ, cleared out, we coming. Don't have my people acting crazy because, you know, I'm with people that don't really understand too much. You know what I mean? So, hey, you know, make sure all that's straight. You understand? Well, Club I can't Dream, wait to tell that South Beach. <laughs> I can't wait to tell that story, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we back on, man. We're gonna see y'all again like we do on Monday. Then you know we go over these games, you know, how to have some more stories, some more Super Bowl story. See if my predictions 21 10, 21, 27. Kansas City Chiefs on the victory. We see if that happened. What we got over there, I got 31 10, uh 49ers versus the uh, Lions. 49ers uh go crazy. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy throws for over 300 yards. And we're going to end with my, my Brock Purdy song for all the Brock Purdy haters. Y'all like to sing with me? Sing it with me. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three, four. Look at all Brock haters surrounding him every day. Oh, he just needs some time. Some time to set y'all straight. Hey, look at all y'all haters. Y'all can't take Purdy no more. What is meant for Purdy will be Purdy's, and y'all can't stop his shine. Underdog. Hey. <laughs> all right, man. Say what needs to be said, man. We're going to see y'all Monday. We're going to see y'all Monday. Say what needs to be said, and we're going to tell y'all what y'all need to hear from this weekend. Let's go. Let's go. Right. Have a good time. Salute. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.